I want to welcome you to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. I'm here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. I've taken everything I've learned over the course of five years of bodybuilding and have combined it with my 15 years of experience of being a busy working mom to create the best nutrition and fitness strategies. Now I'm bringing all that I've learned over to you through Envision Nutrition and giving you pieces of that through this very podcast. I'll be releasing a new episode every single Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. You guys, I am joined today by my mama. Hello there. You sound like the Mrs. Doubtfire lady just now. And I am definitely not her. Oh my gosh. If you're a 90s baby, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, you're too young. But anyway, you're so cool. So thank you for joining us today. We are sitting here having some margaritas, talking all things mothers, mothers and margaritas. And you know what? That makes me think of what was said to me by one of my eighth grade. No, this was a seventh grade student in a class that I was um, covering in just yesterday. A student walked up to me and said, so Mrs. Faldorf, you mean you were born in the 1900s? To which I had to reply. Oh no. Is that like a thing now? You were born in the 1900s? (laughs) And I tried to convince them that almost all of your teachers have been. And I will. Really? And I will say 95, maybe even 99% of the people listening to this podcast <laughs> were born in the 1900s. But I also so we're have safe. to say, <laughs> I coached track. And so at that track meet yesterday, I found myself thinking about that statement when I was like... Did you make any, that kid run extra? No, any, <laughs> no, they weren't even one of my track kids. And I found myself thinking about that statement. This kid's like, mom probably listens to this podcast. It bothered me. I cannot tell you how. It's like, yes, I was. I was born in the 1900s. In fact, Why the is mid... That a dirty word? In fact, the mid-1900s. <laughs> Thanks for adding that in there, hon. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, if, if this is any glimpse into how this podcast is going to go, <laughs> half a margarita deep right now, might I add. With no. A, with a really pretty... Um, it is. So, they are... And I actually... Around. I'm going to post this recipe because it is a very skinny... Peach jalapeno margarita. Most importantly, delicious. It's so good. Cheers to that. Maybe we can make a cheers sound. Oh, that was the, the salt, salt. <laughs> crumbling on my notebook. <laughs> One thing that I think each of our listeners are going to notice today is that perhaps maybe the apple didn't fall far, far from, from the, the tree. tree. <laughs> right. This is accurate. But anyways, today I wanted to bring my mom on the podcast because obviously Mother's Day is coming up very soon. By the time you guys listen to this, it will have already been Mother's Day because we release this every single Tuesday morning. But I wanted to bring my mom on here because I feel like, you know, I'm in this health and fitness space now after a lot of years of being in the professional industry. But I think what happened is, is, you know, my mom instilled a lot of values um, in me from a young age. Um, and we were just talking about this before I started the recording, but you know, we didn't have pop in the house. It just wasn't that big of a deal. Food just wasn't 
like what it is today. I feel like people didn't really eat out that much. You cooked food at home. Um, I just feel like people were a lot more conservative as far as like nutrition goes. And then we were just active. We were active people. If we weren't, um, I don't know. I just like feel like we were always out in the backyard playing. We were always like playing a game of football or we were playing on the jungle gym. We just, and I know that's probably also, um, like a sign of the times <laughs> again, nineties baby here, but, <laughs> um, but I think that is, you know, something that we can all take a glimpse of and like do some of those things with our kids play, you know, in the backyard with our kids, because, Kids don't want to play by themselves. And I think that's a lot of times why we see them on their video games and, and whatnot is because parents aren't playing with them. Well, and I really believe with all my heart that kids, in a kid's mind, they would spell love, T-I-M-E. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, with time. And, and don't get me wrong, you know we were busy. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that, as you said, we didn't have – I mean, we didn't have – much food in the house beyond what we had for meals. And we ate at home all the time because that's what we could afford. We didn't have the funds to eat out all the time. And, you know, there were times when we'd have to divide and conquer because by the time the fourth one came along, who was a tag along and you and your, and Keith were needing to be places, we had to divide and conquer to make that happen. But yet food was in the crock pot and, you know, we would eat and shit. And I think that's really where my, um, organization came in. And if anybody knows me, we were always talking about this earlier too, is I'm kind of a control freak. (laughs) Just a bit. I have things literally wired down to the minute. And so (laughs) sometimes I have to take a step back and I have to, you know, and, and my husband, Sean is so good at, um, kind of putting me in check with that. Cause he's very laid back. He's very go with the flow, spontaneous, and me, I'm like, if it's not in the calendar, ah. And this is one of those things that she learned what not to do because of her mom, probably, because I could have been more organized and I just wasn't. Oh, I feel like you guys are. I feel like you are. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit for that because I got it from somewhere. But but that's the thing. It's like, I feel like it was just, you just did it without question. And just, now yeah. I think there's just, just like... There's so much of um, eating out is such a convenience mm-hmm. and and I don't know if it's more affordable now or if people just buy it because they can. I don't know what, what the difference is well, with that. Well, I think people are busier. Um, mm-hmm. I am an educator. After 30 years, I'm retiring at the end of this Woo-hoo! year. Yes, I'm ready. I'm excited to be able to go to grandkids Football games, baseball games, other whatever, dance recitals, now that we are fully vaccinated and the COVID emergency is starting to kind of wind down, but yet I won't have to figure out or take personal days or um, discretionary leave to make that happen. We can just go. So After 30 years, you're kind of excited to not have to answer anybody anymore. I'm kind of excited (laughs) about that, although I will miss the kids, but... um, it has been my one salvation after having all of our kids raised is still having um, school to go to. But, yeah, it's time. 
So I was raised in a house with four kids. So my brother, um, a lot of you know, some of you don't, but my older brother was killed in a car accident when I was 16 and he was 17. Um, and so that was, you know, that's a whole different episode, I think, but that was a very hard, uh, challenging time for our family. But um, prior to that, you know, we, my parents had a lot of kids and my mom, <laughs> my mom was a teacher. Dad's a cop. I mean, um, they, they both worked and, and I am happy to have been raised in a household where whoever was home first did the cooking, whoever didn't cook, did the dishes or the kids did the dishes. And I think that is a very important thing, um, to teach our kids now, um, I think a lot of kids are going, you know, out on their own without knowing how to cook, without knowing how to do dishes, without knowing how to care for themselves. And so I think that is a very important tool that I'm grateful to have learned. Not only that, but I was 14 when my little brother was born. And so I was like a (laughs) poor kid. I was like a second mom. She really was. um, Yeah. Um, Fun story. Um, about a time when we were, all of us were out at the mall. I don't know about this story, so... Amanda and her younger oh, sister yeah. Kayla. Yeah, so treat so Jaden like so a I doll. have a younger sister too. So that's four. So my brother Keith, me, my little sister who's five years younger than me. I've talked about. Actually, I should have her on the podcast. You too. should. Yeah. It's like a, a girl sandwich. That totally, was our family. Totally, it was a girl sandwich. And then my little <laughs> brother came along fourteen years later after me. So the girls, we were out shopping, and all of us were there. I don't even remember what we were doing, but the girls decided it would be really fun to just take Jaden off on their own and, or they just weren't interested. I can't remember now if they just weren't interested in what their dad and I were doing. Anyway, not too long later, Amanda and Kayla both came back wide eyed and holding the baby straight out from them and said, take him because someone had (laughs) accused you of being the mom and you were. Oh yeah. happened multiple times i'd be like holding Jaden. i'm 14 and oh man i'd get some crazy looks that's what happens when you have a tag along baby however (laughs) another funny story so what about the story where this is like mom life where i remember we were at like cabela's or something and you were holding kayla my little sister and you were like where's kayla and i was holding where is she at (laughs) But that's like, I mean, that's like mom life. It is. It's That's a sign that you have a lot of crap going on. <laughs> right and there. then there's the time we brought Jaden home from the hospital and all of you wanted to come. So mm-hmm. dad came to the hospital to pick me up in our little Isuzu. Yeah. But there Isuzu wasn't enough, rodeo. There wasn't enough room in the vehicle <laughs> so somebody for everyone had to, ride, to have a seat. So we had to ride in the, back. In the very back. <laughs> <laughs> because all the kids wanted to be there to bring oh him home. Gosh. But yet the cop had to bring one of our children home illegally. <laughs> and then shortly thereafter, we got a minivan. In the <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. That was a lot of kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. So, but... So I want to just also say, like, um, growing up, you know, being active, having food on the table, like, just, I just feel like we're always very organized as far as that goes. How, like, obviously you just kind of go through the motions. What was your, how did you do that as a mom with four kids and all this stuff? One of the first things I guess I have to say is that I'm super shocked and amazed and somewhat relieved to hear that you thought that I was organized (laughs) because... I felt, this wasn't a phrase back in those days, but I felt like most likely I was a hot mess, but we just did it. 
Again, you do your best. You give yourself permission to be okay with what you do accomplish. And in some instances, things get done. And in some other instances, things don't. But that's okay. I think they call that grace. Exactly. And you you just (laughs) go with it. And especially in these times, I think all of us need to be giving us those grace. Now, one thing I will say, this is just fun. I mean, one of the things that you're all getting to listen to right now is some of the random things that when we all do get together, um, this is our world. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. We giggle. We might have a margarita or a craft beer. Um, And sometimes it's water. It's not always alcohol related, but we do Mm -hmm. enjoy our time together. And, you know, as a mom and with Mother's Day on Sunday, some of my favorite times are just sitting back and watching my kids enjoy each other and their (laughs) spouses. And um, those are really simple things. So as a family, so we went to, so we've done like kind of opposite ends of the health spectrum. So we took a family (laughs) trip. So my little brother turned 21 Gosh, it's been two years or three. It's been three years now. Oh my gosh. And Kayla turned 30. Yeah. So my little brother, ironically, and my little sister have the exact same birthday. They're five years apart. No, nine. I didn't, I don't know why I said five. Kayla and I are five years apart. They are nine years apart. They are. Because Kayla was our baby. She was was our last child. (laughs) Yeah, she was. She was the last one. No, she's not. Um, yeah, God had other plans in this Correct. world and we wouldn't, Correct. we wouldn't have it any other way, Exactly. but we went to Vegas, like the original five, like the, I don't know <laughs> what it was, but like the husbands couldn't go. I don't know what happened. It was kind of odd. We initially but, wanted everyone there, but we went with it. We rolled with it. We so it was the OG five and man, we just like calories didn't exist. Like we went to this place that was like, you guys probably know it's on, um, What's that one with the big lights? Free, Fremont. Fremont. And we like yep, downtown. Went to that heart attack burger place. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, I don't we think did. we actually ate there though. I think we no. just still got to sit on the scales. So we have all five. We of us. did. In fact, that would be a good picture to post that would. at some point. That would. A I picture. Could, of I could all put of that us. with this podcast. We here. were seven hundred plus pounds. Were we? I don't even know. You have a better memory. But we. I mean, we just ate and drank ourselves. We did bottomless mimosas at Jada's. Like. We did so many fun things there. And then this past year, November, so my little sister, she'll probably listen to this podcast. She put us all up to this half marathon thing. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> and so we all ran, a, all five of all us five ran of us. a half a marathon together. And, and again, the husbands were in the wings. Just well, there's no son, way. We have awesome son-in-laws, by the way. I just need to have that be stated. Well, Sean Hanquist would be like, no. You're, I'm good. <laughs> now Matt might have done it, but yeah. yet he was nice enough and kind enough to let the. But that five was like that a time. super amazing experience, and I just think you know, like do that stuff with your family when you're older. You know, this is what it's all about: these fun things in between, and and yeah, we all worked individually hard for that half marathon, but we came together and, and did it together. And then it was super fun. And then we went to Laszlo's afterwards and had beer and burgers and. <laughs> 
None of us really we wanted to more make than up beer. Twenty two hundred <laughs> calories that we burned in one morning. Yeah, I think I had like what thirty eight thousand steps that day or something exactly. ridiculous. But then your Fitbit still came on and said, "Time to stand. <laughs> time to yeah. Or time to move. Want to win an hour? Yeah, yeah, win win the hour or whatever. And the thing is, we never ever have had. I mean, with, with one of us in law enforcement and one of us in education. We are not and never will be, nor do I really necessarily have any desire to be independently wealthy. But I will say I would rather spend my money on making memories Absolutely. than gaining stuff. Well, there were so kind many. kind of been our mantra. Well, there's so many life. holidays where we take excursions. Yes. You know, like we've gone to Disney. We've gone skiing. We've gone skiing. We've gone. <laughs> and that is one of the things that probably is worthwhile to share with you, the we girls, the three of us girls. Um, and now that Becca is going to be joining. So yes, be we have a girls. new sister-in-law soon to, to be. be. Um, we will be. Um, we've, we've kind of been wanting to get away from the cold getaways like, okay, at Christmas. Let me give you a glimpse into Nebraska life here. Winters <laughs> suck. Like completely freezing tundra suck. They're not wrong. And, they're, and it's not... I love my Nebraska. I'm a Nebraska girl, but it's like flat snowy, icy, cold, windy. It's, and we live on a lake. <laughs> and ordinarily you in live the on a lake. summer, we can like I, fish and boat and yeah. swim. But in the winter... Nebraska's awesome in the summer. Amanda, my oldest grandson, he spends his time throwing rocks across the lake to listen to the cool sounds that the ice makes. So that's our winter. Yeah. That's about all you can do. That's all it the is. good it does. And so then why not take... A ski trip to the freaking snow <laughs> where it's colder in the winter. And the days are shorter. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that leads me to my point. We're going to go. We want to go warm. to a warm place. I mean, I don't place. even necessarily care that it has to be swimsuits and eighty degrees. But could it please be at least shirt sleeves and? Not no, I'm digging the swimsuits. Okay, we can thing. do that. <laughs> I, I'm yeah, not going to tropical say no to that either. Palm trees, but we're still working on that. And we this every other year, we we now this is something that Robert it's our year, and I right? required. Twenty twenty one. We've said we want our kids at the same time. So lucky for us, so we our kids and our holidays. in-laws have agreed also that we alternate when we're all together. Now that does make for a really lonely holiday when the kids are with their in-laws, but on the holidays that they're not, typically we choose to find a destination and that's where we holiday. And that is the kids Christmas gift and the grandkids so much Christmas better gift too, because and it's fun. How many times have I asked my kids to make a Christmas list and they literally cannot think of anything because they have so much stuff. And it's like, why would we not go somewhere again? We spend it. We choose to spend our money making yep. memories and not, yep. And we love to be active. We love to be active. We love our food. I'm a foodie. Totally. You guys know me. But we love to be active. Speaking of active, and I want to circle back around to the the running, because when you turned 50... When we turned 50, we both decided... Not me. My parents, you guys, Why not run a full marathon? A freaking marathon. We let's, had run, let's run a marathon when we turned 50. We had run several half marathons. There was marathons. a newspaper article about you. And when we turned 50, we thought, why not? 
now. 60 is just around the corner. I can't you believe can do a half. that's been that long ago. <laughs> Actually, we just did a half. I know. I think November. you guys like decided you were tossing up the shoes after that half. I'm pretty but sure. I don't know that that'll happen, but we'll see. But yeah. What if we did another one? We listen to that. No, I've been thinking about it. That my my husband fun. would say no, because I'm tired of hearing your crap when you have to train. I would love to see the back half of the Lincoln Marathon. I would love to do one when it's not cold. And we've got three years. Because I've absolutely, no, I absolutely was miserable in that cold weather. It was very cold. And now, now it was fine when we were racing, you know, after you got going. But when you're standing there for an hour waiting for the race it's to start, you're miserable. freezing your butt off. Okay, so maybe this podcast will have to be continued on if we decide... Yeah. Will we do another marathon or right. will we not? No, half. Oh, just the half? I'm not doing a whole. I, I just let out a gesto. You, she just winked at me. I'm not doing a whole. <laughs> I'm not doing a whole marathon. Maybe when I turn 50. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Do you realize where that puts your dad and I? <laughs> You're a little older. But let's talk about your training for that. And how did you make time? Like, tell us about that. We actually bought, well, we didn't buy it. We um, subscribed to Runner's Magazine, and they had um, plans in the magazine. Um, Which I have learned a lot from what you guys have studied and learned, and that has helped me program our half marathon that we did. And what was missing from that particular plan was... We we just ate like we normally ate. We just did what we normally did. We would drink more water. We would have our Gatorade Zero. But when it came to actually training during the week, we just knew when we got home from school and PD that we had to run. PD is the police department. Mom throws out her acronyms <laughs> and I have to explain. Well, in education, there's a lot of them. But... Um, the hardest part was probably on the weekends because as the training amped up, your training runs would get into the 18, 20, 22. And like how long did that take it you? It would take like us four hours. or five hours. So wow. this on is probably weekday? not something we should admit. Now that was on the weekend. Oh. So oftentimes those would land on Sunday and uh-huh. I'm not proud to admit, but instead of church, we would go for a run. Yeah. Well, yeah. the cool thing is now, though, is you can listen to church while you're running. Now, exactly. But now, you could go when to we were training for that marathon, that was not a thing. So we but, could. We yeah. could listen to that while we ran. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Which you should listen to Third City Christian Church on YouTube, by the way. And I do. Super cool. I know. I'm telling the audience. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the cool thing is, too, is... You know, I've spent the last, oh gosh, I said my, you know, I think I've done good up until now. <laughs> I always say, you know, we all have our thing. We all have our things. Is now we know how much nutrition impacts our performance. Um, I wasn't into this yet back then. Um, but one thing that we know and realize now is how much your nutrition, even leading the days leading up to a race or a long training session is your nutrition can make or break how you perform during that. Absolutely true. So 
Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, how many people can say that their parents ran a full marathon (laughs) or beat them in a half a marathon? (laughs) One of the most pleasant surprises at the end of that marathon, because we knew that when we got done with the marathon, Amanda's little brother (coughs) was in the high school, the local high school band. And they were marching that day. This, so our goal was, was to get state, done. This was the state fair marathon. Correct. Yeah. So our goal was to get done with the marathon so that we could be back on the fairgrounds in time to see the yeah. high school band marching. Yeah. Well, and to see our big obnoxious green alien sign, which you didn't and know. And we didn't know that existed. Yeah. So when we got in, the Let other me, really pleasant let's thing. Let's press the pause button for a second because like the alien thing is not going to make sense. Oh, that's so, true. Ooh. They okay. have this crew of friends, this group <laughs> of friends that you've been parading around with for how many years? It's been, oh my gosh, we've got to be pushing 20 to 20. 25 years. <laughs> and they are obsessed with the aliens. There is this, you've I'm probably seen, you've probably seen pictures of this van <laughs> or this, it's like a, it's like, like a, a handicap, handicap bus that was renovated quote unquote, rene- I say it lightly, loosely, <laughs> renovated. <laughs> and it has like alien decals. They've been to Roswell, New Mexico. Where else have you been? Seneca, Nebraska. What's with that? Is that the cow thing? Where the cow? That's where the licking ranch with zebras <laughs> and what? other varieties. I'm just going to say WTF. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. That leads me to another story. When I, one time I text my mom, this was years ago, I text my mom. She said something funny and I said WTF back to her. And she's like, what does that mean? Well, that's fantastic. And I'm like, let's just let you think that, mom. Yes. And it's been, well, that's fantastic. And it's been a running joke ever since. (laughs) So WTF in our family means, well, that's fantastic. Anyways, but yeah, so they have this alien crew that they run around with and this alien bus and they basically they go on these alien excursions for fun. you do realize why we do that. It's just a random reason to drink and party. But also so we can get out of town and do that sort of thing because we don't do that around. Well, yeah, I mean, chief of police probably can't be. And teacher. Yeah, we we local to teacher, ourselves. chief of police. No, they're they're good peeps, good peeps. But <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. We were talking about the state fair marathon. Correct. All right, wow. circling around. That was a rabbit hole, a deep one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you had some motivation to get to that finish line. Yes, and you know once you've invested so much time and energy. Because it is very time-consuming, but it's so much more mentally challenging than it is. I mean, it sounds funny to say that, no, it's not physically challenging, because it is, but you really do have to make sure that you tell yourself that you can, and it's your goal, and it's what you want to finish, and it's what you want to accomplish. But I appreciate you saying that, because the thing is, like, if you look back in history, or even, like... I don't know if you follow the Iron Cowboy, but he's known for doing 50 Ironmans in 50 states in Mm -hmm. 50 days. So right now, I don't know if you're aware, but he's doing 100 triathlons in 100 days. Wow, that's pretty amazing. He's on 50 right now. Um, But I think that's just a testament to the fact that it's not our bodies we have to convince, it's our minds. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are so much more capable of doing more than we give them credit for. 
Um, and you know, too many people have let their bodies go by the wayside and they haven't given them, they haven't given their bodies what they need to be able to perform. Um, you know, lately I've been doing the whole salmon for breakfast thing. And why have I been doing that? Because of brain power, because of energy, because you know what? Yeah. Does it sound, the donut sound good? Yes. But I need to perform right now. Brain power. I need to have energy. I don't want to be sitting at my desk at 10 a.m. wanting to take a nap. So um, I really think that when we put the two together, both our our um, mental capacity for saying that we can do it, along with our nutrition, along with pushing our bodies physically, we can do things we didn't think we could be able to do. Okay, so speaking of seeing what we're capable of, I want to talk about how you, as a busy working mom, I'm bringing back some long distance memories here. I probably remember those better anyway. Like VHS. Oh dear. If you're a 90s kid, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you will not have a clue what that is. But I remember, do you guys remember Gilad or <laughs> Denise Austin? Yes. Well, I know you do. Yes. <laughs> so I remember my mom. I'm trying not to laugh, but you're making me laugh. We got to quit looking at each other. <laughs> All right. Looking straight ahead now. Okay. So yeah. Tell us about how you got your workout in back in the day so, as a busy working mom. Honestly, the only time that I was able to have to myself would have been before school before kids got up, before it was time to kind of get breakfast and get myself ready would have been, I used to get up just a smidge before five. And, um, there used to be a channel on cable. I don't even remember what it is now, but it used to have different, (laughs) I don't know if they're stars or not, but they were people who did. I think Denise Austin is totally a star. I'm going to look, I bet she's on Instagram. Okay. Well, and, and Gilad, I mean, he Gilad. had his Hawaiian workouts and oh, I did yes. do a little bit of wishing I was in but Hawaii at the time. Like, that's long, like the lie. beach body of today. <laughs> like, you know, you know, like the beach body but on demand or whatever. I used to work out with those types of things because, and, and granted I was on my feet all day, but it was pretty consistent. There was no getting the pulse up or anything <gasps> like that. Denise Austin is on Instagram. Denise Austin. Look at her. There's your gal. And again, I just did it because I knew. We got to get you some leg warmers. <laughs> no, thank you. Some, some leotards. But that would have been probably one of your first times. Earlier memories. Mom. Yeah. Get active. But yeah, I used to do that before. And then. So, but what I. finished my workout and then I would get kids up and I would start the breakfast until you would start to join me. Yeah, I did. I totally joined you. But what I love, though, is that instead of having memories of you dieting and and, um, calorie restriction, I don't remember that. 
I remember. <laughs> Is it inappropriate? No, for I'm cracking me? up because I know that you are an eater like I am. <laughs> and would it be inappropriate to be proud of the fact that when it comes to eating, I can take your dad down, man? <laughs> I can take him. I know. And he looks at me as like, holy cow, are you done already? One time we went out to eat together, her and I. We went on like this women's retreat, and I was, we we're at a restaurant. I'm like, do you want to share? And she's Food like, is my favorite. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to share? She's like, no. No, <laughs> I, want I want my own. <laughs> so anyway, but I, I talk to a lot of clients now who that's some of their earliest memories is their moms and their sisters and whoever <laughs> doing these crash diets. But no. me, my very first memories are of activity and being active and exercising and moving our bodies. And I think that is amazing. Like our bodies need a certain number of nutrients and we can't get those nutrients if we're always in this big deficit, if we're always in these, you know, starvation diets. And so why not increase our output instead of always trying to restrict our calories? And, you know, and I don't know if this is an appropriate time to piggyback on that or not, but one of the things in one of the darkest times in your childhood and in my life in general was when we lost Amanda's brother, Keith, um, it was horrible. It was a and very dark time for one everybody. One of my deepest sorrows is the fact that my last conversation with him was not a positive one. And mm-hmm. that was something that I carried for a very, very, very long time. Um, and how much did that hinder just your performance every day? Oh my gosh, I was a mess. You know, just the fact that you carried that guilt and blame. I just wanted to kind of fall in a hole and pull the hole in with me. And mm-hmm. um, I got to a point where I eventually, I, I really did feel like my kids would be better off with me not there. Um, but don't you think any mom who's experienced that heavy of a loss would feel that way? Oh, I'm I sure mean, looking back now, true. obviously... Obviously, that's something that you would never get over. Like, there's this term of getting over, right? But that's just not really a thing when you've experienced loss to that extent. And the only thing that, that honestly, there is, you know, if there can be good that comes from such a thing is when you come out on the other side. and You're a survivor. And it's not a club that anyone wants to become a part of or that you want anyone to become a part of. It literally is a club though. You feel like you feel like you're on this other side of the line. Oh, you've lost a child. Uh huh. And, but then people give you that deer in the headlights. Like, I really don't know what to say. No one wants to ever become part of that club. Mm -hmm. It's, it's most people's deepest, darkest things. But what brought me on the other side of that Mm -hmm. and where I was going with that is Keith, was part of a cross country team in high school. (laughs) And there were a couple of times when he would invite me to run with him. And I remember going out on independence Avenue and he would take off and we'd be side by side. And then he would just be going and I'd be like, Oh my God, you're insane. What are you thinking? And I'd be like, Nope, peace out. Not doing it. And he would continue running and I'd be like, unable to continue going. And I remember you telling me that 
Because I, I like to run too, and, and I think that's part of the reason why I got into running is because of him as well. Um, but I remember you telling me that, that you didn't like to run because your knees hurt. And it did hurt. And, and, and here's the deal. Grief, when our running, my running days began in my days of grief. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to even imagine what path we could have possible, our marriage would have possibly gone down. Um, the dark path that I could have taken if it wouldn't have been for the fact that I chose to lean into running Mm. as a release of that grief. And honestly, in my initial days of running, I leaned into those memories of him saying, come on, mom, you can do this. I can do this. You can do this. And I was like, what are you? No, I can't do this. But for him, he could. After our initial days of loss, I did. And it got to a point where I would consistently start running. And even when the kids would be like, mom, go for a run. You're yeah. crabby. You're cranky. Do you remember saying yeah. that to me? Go run. I remember where you couldn't pull yourself off the couch day after day. <laughs> and then you started running. When you and your brother and sister would go through pictures and seeing the difference that I was before and after the loss of him. And I didn't realize that I was creating I was sacrificing the fact of you guys having a mom because I was reliving the loss of him all that time and how sorry I am that I did that but I think you showed a really good example that that propelled you forward. And I, and I, you know, I think we all owe that running to something greater. You know, I, I hear a lot of people like, I can't run, I can't do, I hate running. And, and there's a lot of memes out there that, <laughs> and that was me <laughs> talking about running my salvation. It was my salvation. And but, but for me, I used running. So, you know, that I smoked in college. Yes. I smoked, honestly, like, I, it was something that I struggled with. And um, even, like, so I, I quit every time that I had, you know, got pregnant with the boys. But when Hunter, my oldest, was, I think, five, I was sitting out on the patio having a cigarette. And he came out that patio door and said, hey, mom, what you doing? And I tossed that cigarette behind me so quick. I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to light the yard on fire? Because I didn't want him to see me. And I knew that that was the moment that I needed to quit. I was in my early 20s. And Cherry Park Apartments. No, I was actually, that was actually on, uh, yeah, on our North Don't don't tell tell me my address. (laughs) That's not your address anymore. No, it's not. But... But my point there is I used running to quit. I was probably one of the only people that ever lost weight quitting smoking because that was something that I struggled with. I think I used it after 
Um, after struggling with my brother's loss and, you know, that was a huge devastation for our family. And I did turn probably to smoking for that, Mm -hmm. um, for that coping mechanism. Um, and it, and it's not a healthy one, but, um, I used running to quit every time I wanted a cigarette, I would go for a run. I didn't care if I had to be back in my dress clothes and sweaty and, and gross. I, that's what I did to quit. And, and I really think that, it doesn't necessarily have to be running, but I think that if you're struggling with something that's unhealthy, I think you can use some other form of health and fitness as a mechanism. I don't know if you follow Rich Roll. Um, so he's he's a big podcaster. He's a big Instagrammer. He's a huge influence on many people, and, and I love his journey. He's an ultra marathoner. I'm not saying that I'll ever be an ultra marathoner, but he's an amazing person because he, he put this post and I actually might link it into this podcast because I think it'd be a really good one. If you struggle with any kind of addiction, it'd be really good for you to, to read this post. But he talked about, he was an alcoholic, very, very bad alcoholic. And he, and he talked about how, you know, a lot of people approach him saying how you just traded one form of addiction to another. And that's how habits form too. You just give, you, you don't, pick up something new right. you replace it with something but you tell me how much more productive of a life is it to be an alcoholic wasting away hurting people around you getting duis going to jail spending money versus running influencing being better getting more energy right having better thought processes you tell me what's the worst addiction and, and I don't know that I would necessarily consider running an addiction. I would consider it an energy producer. For me, for a while, it was an addiction. Honestly, it was one of those things that when I would start to feel any direction toward negative, I would take off and run. Um, and I suppose that speaks to those endorphins that, mm-hmm. that makes you are generated good. in yeah. your brain. But yeah. at the same point, it's one of those things that your dad and I have carried into our life. Even today, we still, we still run. We still know that it's one of those healthy habits that we need to maintain. And, and then it has multiple facets of positives. Yes. It's good for our cardiovascular system. It's good. And it's something that our, I mean, how many grandparents can say they've run 10 K's with the race for grace with their grandkids, <laughs> with their grandkids and their grandkid kicks their butt, by the way, I might add, but, but yeah, that's pretty we're, cool. we're right there behind him cheering him on. That's pretty um, cool though. But at the end of the day, yeah, but my dad kicked my butt in a half marathon and I'm like this health <laughs> and fitness influencer, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it all goes back to, we made a choice. I made a choice when I went through probably the darkest point of my life in losing my oldest son. I chose to run. Where would you be in lieu of where would you drinking be you it away? Or there's not too many marriages that survive the loss no. of a child, and we survived that. And where would you be if you hadn't picked up running? I hate to even in imagine. Your, oh. I hate to even imagine. Yeah. So I know there are other people out there struggling with loss of some form. Maybe it's not the death of a child. Maybe it's some other form of loss, but I, there's another positive way to come out of this. 
there's, there's light and there's life on the other side. Yeah. It's always going to be there. It's always going to suck, right? There's no form of loss that you can make into a positive, but time does heal and you can have positive coping mechanisms along the way. It does. And, and, you know, joy, joy does, does come eventually. And, um, you won't see that in the moment you're in, no, right? But you really don't, but you got to trust that it will be there. It does. Yeah. Well, that was heavy. We actually took an intermission in between this and <laughs> refilled our margaritas. <laughs> But honestly, mom, what a great testament to Mother's Day. I know that's been heavy on you for a while and, and a lot of people are going to listen to this. And and I know that that was hard, <laughs> but I think that, and I've, and I've talked about this a lot, um, when it's hard to talk about, that's when God turns our messes into messages. And I like that. And when we have a voice that a lot of others don't have, we can use that for good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of those things that we are incredibly blessed. And one of the things that I look back on my life, I'm getting ready to retire after nearly 30 years of teaching at the end of this year, May 21st, but not that anyone's counting being a mom and having three kids here on the, on, on planet earth that, um, are happy and healthy and raising families of their own or getting ready to start families of their own. That's, I mean, I can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah. Um, no matter what the future And making holds. great memories along the way. I think that's the biggest thing is like, I remember, because you were, you know, my mom had me when you were 19. I was 19. Keith, when you were 18. <laughs> I was a baby. I remember my mom going to school in college for her teaching degree and then working at nights and on the weekends to provide. I remember her graduation from college and I don't think a lot of kids have that opportunity (laughs) to see that work. But now after 30 years in the profession that you worked towards, it's, it's culminating. Kind of forgot about the fact that you would have been watching all that behind the scenes, to be honest with you. It wasn't even, you just do it. You just do it. Yep. And I think that's a, a thing to remember is that you can't just live for your kids because they're going to grow up and they're going to move out and they're going to move on. And that's when you get bulldogs. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously, the minute these people had a peaceful moment in their life, they got two freaking bulldog puppies. <laughs> and they're amazing. They are a total pain in the butt. <laughs> they're cute as hell, but they're a pain in the butt. <laughs> so they're a little naughty. Oh my gosh. On that note, we will leave you. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Mom, thank you so much for being on this Mother's Day and Margarita's edition. Love you. We're giving a big old hug. You probably (laughs) can't do that on the podcast, but this was fun. 
What a joy. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. If you like this episode, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss a beat. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast, your Instagram story, your Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in. And until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable. Thank you.